today at the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, we're going to go through wrestling news and rumors. All the stuff that's going on at AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and WWE, and much more. So get ready, sit down, and enjoy the show. Let's get it. Uh, let's get it. Welcome back to another episode of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the infamous Ultimate One from New York City. And today, we're going to be talking about wrestling news and rumors, guys. And I'm going to go through all the stuff that's going on. I'm going to give you my opinion and share some of my thoughts on certain things. So, let's start off with Tony Khan, the chief in charge of AEW. He reveals he's talking to big names in the wrestling business. Now, um, according to according to what's going on in the wrestling world, I don't see anybody out there that's a big free agent that they could be bringing in. The only one that I've been noticing that I've been seeing a lot on Instagram is Marty Squirrel. Now, I don't know if Marty Squirrel's contract with Ring of Honor has been void after the Speak Out movement. Back in May or in June of this year, I don't see that happening. I, I don't see it happening, and, and I don't know if, if he's been um, um, let go for Ring of Honor. That nobody has been doing it. still investigating this. Uh, Sports Sinclair Broadcasting has been uh, pretty much investigating them, and according to Ring of Honor's uh, higher-ups, they say when it comes to Sinclair investigating stuff, they take their time. So we don't know what's going to happen with that. So that's something that we could just sit back and relax and see what happens because, you know, that's one guy that I think is out there that could be, you know, out there. Could it be CM Punk? But the CM Punk, um, CM Punk rumor of him returning to wrestling and going to AEW was been rumored since last year. He ended up showing up at WWE backstage. He was not under contract with WWE. He was under contract with Fox Sports. And again, according to WWE um, uh, people who you know talk to WWE officials, they say that WWE don't want CM Punk. He's banned from coming back to WWE. You know, of course, it's this man, his little petty ass, who just continues to keep having some type of you know some of his feelings hurt but you know could it be CM Punk I mean I don't see anybody out there big that I could say that may be coming to AEW a big name well who's out there I mean pretty much AEW has Brian Cage was one of the big names that they had of course Killer Cross ended up going to NXT or Carrion Cross whatever you want to call him I mean and I hope they do not bring no Enzo and Cass to AEW. That'll be embarrassing to me. So that's the only two guys I know that's out there. Um, um, unless they're doing, um, I know they've been working with Impact as far as I know the announcer showed up, Conan showed up this week. So, I mean, in my head, off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody with a big name who's out there who hasn't signed with anybody. You know? Now, I will have to do a big, um, you know, uh, could it be, uh, I mean, Kerr uh, Henning's son? Could he be the one of the guys in there? Because he hasn't signed with anybody. You know, he has not signed with anybody. Heath Slater is in Impact. Oh, Slater, uh, Heath, whatever his name now is. Um, Luke Gallows and Anderson are now the Impact World Champions. I mean, they came off from the WWE thing. Miro is there, who, you know, who got let go. I, I, Aiden English, I don't, I mean, I don't see him as a big name. Um, I can't, off the top of my head, I cannot come up with no name that tells me whose big names out there that we could talk about. Because, I mean, I don't know what uh, Tony Khan has in mind, 
But we're just gonna have to wait, see what happens for maybe uh, after maybe the ending of the year, the last AEW show. They may surprise people, so to get 2021 rolling. So, and with the stuff going on now with this um, with this COVID thing, um, who knows if um, they may shut down everything? Who the hell knows? So, hopefully not. Let's talk about the Undertaker's cameo. Got sold out in 24 hours so here's my thing and i brought this up in my i believe it was on my uh youtube video that i did on friday through twitch where i said undertaker was charging people for cameo a thousand dollars now you have to ask this real question this who was dumb enough to spend a thousand dollars to get a cameo from Undertaker. Especially in these times when people have no jobs, you gotta save your money. You went and spent a thousand dollars for a cameo with Undertaker. And again, my thoughts on this as far as how WWE plays themselves, because didn't they ask all the stars and then they asked everyone that to shut down their cameos, the YouTube, the Twitch, and they were not to be to do no third party? Why is Undertaker uh, excluded on this? And I don't want to hear you people say, oh, it's Undertaker. He's been there. No. It goes to show you that WWE, especially Vince McMahon, is favoritism. Because the same way, why is Undertaker charging $1,000 for cameo? Well, this man has made so much money. Plus, he has a contract for, I think, for one year worth $3 million, $6 million. And you charging fans $1,000. And then the funny thing is you got these dummies, and I'm going to call you dummy, charging a thousand, paying $1,000 for a cameo. This sounds more stupid than with a guy who's paid $400 to ask Alexa Bliss on a date, on Cameo. And then to top it off, she put the, the frosting on the cake when she got engaged, I think it was last week or the week before. So what that tells me about some of these wrestling fans now today that you don't think, okay, you, you enjoy what The Undertaker did, whatever, and there's always these fans that, that they're so, so involved in, 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 in a wrestler who they think they're the best friend. I want to be. I want a thousand dollars. Think about that. A thousand dollars. There's people unemployed today, lost their jobs because of this COVID stuff, and you're spending a thousand dollars for a cameo for the Undertaker. And at the top of it all, this is a slap to the face to all the wrestlers in the back. If you really think about it, you actually charge a thousand dollars for fans to do a cameo. And at the top of it all. You allowing the Undertaker to do this. Meanwhile, you just told your whole roster that need to to stop doing uh, third party um, and, and, and make it worse. You got rid of Selena Vega and you escorted her out out of the building minutes after you fired her. But Undertaker go and have cameos for a thousand dollars. See what I'm saying? You, you follow me so far? Does it make any sense? And for you, WWE loyalists. You're going to go at me and be like, oh, it's the Undertaker. It doesn't matter. You're, what kind of example you are setting for your roster? Again, shows you again. Because that money is not going to WWE. That money is going to Undertaker's pocket. That's what it is. It's going to his pocket. It's not going to WWE. WWE is not making no money. That's, that's the same thing that happened with the wrestlers. Why wrestlers couldn't do that? And I thought, oh, I'll tell you why. Because Selena Vega was doing more money and Twitch and, and on, online fans, whatever she was doing, more than, her, than what the contract was paying her. WWE contract was paying her. She was making more money. Than that. The WWE was like, no, we can't have that. No. And that's exactly what they did. That's exactly what they did. So... It goes to show you that WWE are, and I'm gonna keep it real. They're a bunch of a holes because you you cannot you can't say put put a set of rules on your whole roster, but then it's not apply does not apply to the Undertaker because he's been there 30 years. 
he still works on this WWE, so why is he not? Why is he doing this? It makes no sense to me at all. So, unbelievable. That's all I got to say on that. Now, speaking of WWE, supposedly WWE sold, um, settled out of court when investors about the situation with the Saudi with the Saudis. Uh, I don't know much of what's going on, but it looks like WWE went and settled for $39 million. So whoever this investor was that was putting, uh, put him, took him to court uh, and said uh, WWE claimed it was best for the business, uh, best for all parties. $39 million. That's how much they settled for. So, um, I don't understand it. Like, you settle for $39 million. So, that means you're, you're getting, they're getting money somewhere. Right now, they just um, made a partnership with Capital One. So, Capital One Bank has not made a, 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 I think it was Friday or Thursday, where they announced that they had a partnership with Capital One. So, you're going to be seeing Capital One all over your TV on USA Network and Fox. So, they still make it. They lose $39 million. They're going to make God knows how much with Capital One. So they don't lose out anything. They, they, like I said, and I keep saying this every week. And every week you're going to keep hearing me say this. And that is WWE is not in the business to make fans happy. They're in the business to make money. They're not a promotion. I don't even consider them a wrestling promotion. They're a corporate. Corporate promotion. They're making money. They'll step on you. They don't care. They'll step on you and your mother or anybody else. To get what they want. McMahon is just, he's, I mean, I heard in my story that he thought back when Ken Shamrock uh, was in WWE, he called Ken Shamrock a, a midget and he claimed that he could take on Ken Shamrock. I would have loved to see that. Shamrock would have beat the crap out of Vince McMahon. The McMahon, you know, is a lot of mouth. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't make no sense of what's going on here. And in fact, I don't know. WWE right now, it's like, um, again, like with this Safari series stuff is going, it's not the same. Uh, he, j- I, I don't know. I don't know what, what they, they are, instead of heading up, they're heading down because they're not, they're not, they're not pushing it. They're not pushing. It's like, he doesn't care. McMahon doesn't care about anything. And the fact that he'll go to investors and do the investor call and lie to them because these investors don't know shit about, about wrestling. They're not asking the right, real questions. Why? The, the the ratings are down and why the stock the stocks are only f- close to forty dollars because it was a hundred this time last year it was a hundred dollars on the stock market and right now it's only thirty nine forty so I, I I don't understand what the the deal is but they settle out of court with this investor because I guess the investors thought that they were lying. About their their relationship with the Saudis, uh, it was a lot of crap going on. Uh, I still remember last year when they went to Saudi and they they didn't want to let the wrestlers come back to the plane. That that was like horrific. For them. I'm sure a lot of wrestlers were not happy about that. Um, and I'm sure there were some of the wrestlers who left. They were let go during uh, in April 15 uh, Black Wednesday that. I'm sure they're happy they, ain't have, they don't have to go to that foreign land anymore. And they don't have to deal with that. So, um, I don't know. And then it's, it's just it's just sad. Very, very, very sad. Um, so, who knows? We'll see what happens from here to, you know, um, um, here to, to next WrestleMania. Because right now, the way things are going, I mean, he may get his WrestleMania in Tampa. Uh, uh, whatever the stadium is for the Buccaneers, and he might get, but he won't. Be, he might get fancy, but it won't be a lot. But we'll see, we'll see. But I know he settled for thirty-nine million dollars. They got lost thirty-nine million dollars, but then they gained. I don't know how much with the uh, working relations with um, Capital One. So again, like I said, you guys are gonna see a lot of commercials of Capital One. They're gonna try to shove it down your throat. Because that's what McMahon does. That's WWE's way. And they're going to shove it down our throat. Oh, Capital One. Capital was in your wallet. Nothing right now. No money. Because people are unemployed nowadays. And you want to, you know, get together with Capital One to make people put money in the bank. There's no money. People have lost their jobs because of this virus. So, 
We'll be right back after this. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Jada Red Sante, host of Turnbuckle Tabloid, and you're listening to the Choke Slam Wrestling Report. And we're back. So, according to my notes here, uh, it looks like the Survivor Series, they added Natalia and Bailey for the SmackDown team. Um, it looks like the SmackDown team for the... Um, the Survivor Series women's team looks way better than the Raw's women's team. And by the time you guys listen to this, most likely the Survivor Series have already um, came and left. But the women's team look very, very good. The uh, There's no slouch in the team. I think what I'm looking at for Bianca Belair, Bailey, Natalia. Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot, the the Riot Squad, uh, the tag team, they look better than what Raw has. Raw has Nia Jax, uh, Shayna Baszler. Then after that, you got people that uh, you don't even want to watch on TV, and that's Lacey Evans, who I'm tired of watching her, you know, her, her little uh, Southern Belle gimmick, which is lousy. Um, then you have Lana. Um, which I don't know why, and they, they they were doing a document. They did a documentary on her, and WWE is trying so hard, so hard, for us to have us believe that you know, oh, she could be a baby face. She's been put through a table for nine weeks, nine weeks, guys. And no, you didn't hear it wrong. Nine weeks, almost two months, they've been putting her through a table. So she's in there, and then the last one, uh, uh, Pam Royce. From the Iconics. Payne Royce. Got separated from a tag team partner. Because supposedly they were going to go and push her. Well, they haven't pushed her to nowhere. They've been pushing her to the the back. To Titus Catering. She has done nothing but lose matches. Lacey Evans. She is overexposed. Lazy Evan was overexposed when she was feuding with Becky Lynch last year, along with Baron Corbin. Then they tried to make her a baby face, which did not work. Nobody cared about it. And now she's back to a heel. They don't know what to do with her. And that goes to show you right there and then that at the end of the day, you are not going to force wrestling fans to like somebody because, you know, for whatever reason. Now, this part with Lana, and I'm going to talk about this, about this Lana thing, because they're trying to force Lana out down our throat, just like they did with Roman Reigns, just like they did with Barry Corbin, just like they did with Seth Rollins, shoved them down our throats. You want us to believe that Lana could be a baby face, her being put through nine weeks in a row through a table, and I'm supposed to feel sorry for her, and I'm going to cheer for her. The girl cannot wrestle, okay? And, yes, people are saying, oh, but, she, you know, you got to give her a chance. Yes, she might not give you a five-star match. I, listen, we're not looking for no five-star match. What we're looking for is for a female wrestler, okay? And as much as she's been there long enough, she should have been knowing how to wrestle, okay? The w, in, in most of the damn WWE female wrestlers as of now is has gotten back to the diva days with this botchamania all over the place and the only one legit in there in the women's division we run down here we go Nia Jax is legit even though she doesn't know how to protect her opponents Shayna Baszler a badass Sasha Banks a badass and Bailey a badass okay so you only got four of how many female wrestlers in there that you have in your roster Four of them are the only ones that's carrying that division. Okay? Because Charlotte's out. Becky Lynch is out. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, being that, I mean, first of all, I thought that Rhea Ripley was going to show up at SmackDown this week. And there was rumors going around that she was going to be one of the members at SmackDown. But if you believe this, if Rhea Ripley would have been part of that instead of putting Natalia, really, in there, that would have been a badass team. You know what I'm saying? Unless they're going to surprise people today. Um, Again, when you listen to this podcast, 
Survivor Series would have been gone, done, and done and over with. Um, but if Rhea Ripley would have been part of the SmackDown team, you know how bad that, how great that team would have looked. But no, they're putting Natalia. Natalia's a, that's another one that's been exposed. They had her with Beth Phoenix. They were doing great as a tag team, and then I don't know what happened. It was just the Royal Rumble. Um, after that, they separated her, and then they had her hanging out with Lana. This is going to be entertaining to see Lana and Natalia, though, with it, uh, who were tag team, but then Natalia left her because she was done with her as a tag team. So I, I don't get that part at all. So Darby Allen. Guy who won the TNT championship at Full Gear said that he slept in his car the night before the event. And they asked him what was the reason for him doing that. And he said that it was because he wanted to, uh, like, pretty much look back away how far he has come. From the times that he first started wrestling to where he's at now. And in a way, I could relate with him because sometimes I myself look back where I was maybe 10, 15 years ago to where I'm at today. And some some people are like that. They like to go back to the root to where they eventually have done uh, wrestled or where they come from. And Darby Allen is one of those guys who pretty much appreciate you know what I'm saying appreciate uh, where he came from now the fact of the matter is that the uh, him and Cody were in a tag team this week against Brian Cage and um, who was it? Uh, Ricky Starks where Will Hobbs uh, turned on Cody and then to top it all, Brian Case, the FTW champion, pinned the TNT champions. So now, could there be a a merger? Or better yet, can there be a unification for those titles and get rid of the FTW belt? Because the FTW belt, Brian Case is not defending that belt. So why have it on? Why have it on the show? You know, and since he pinned Darby Allen, now makes it interesting because now Brian Cage is gets his shot against Darby Allen. I just feel that they, they, honestly I think they're just not using Brian Cage correctly. Him teaming over Ricky Starks makes it like I don't know. I just I don't like I like Ricky Starks as a single wrestler. I like Brian Cage as a single wrestler as a tag team. No. You know? And then they added Will Hobbs. Will Hobbs is still green but now they got another faction in there. Team Taz just added another wrestler in there, so it's 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 crazy as it is. Um, but we're gonna see what happens. We're gonna see what happens. Uh, this week also as of Friday, which really kind of shocked me, was I think uh, I saw a video where uh, Ricky Romero, Rocky Romero actually, was being uh, surrounded in the ring. At the New Japan Showdown, uh, but uh, Filthy Tom Lawler and two other wrestlers, I, I don't know who they were, and then Danny Limelight came into the ring, and I, you know, when I saw that, I said, "Oh, cool, Danny coming in," and I know that me and him have spoken of Rocky Romero, been saying that he been looking at uh, Danny Limelight, but Danny Limelight ended up turning on him. He he clotheslined him, and. They, they started beating on, on Rocky Romero. That was a shocker to me. Uh, I don't know where this is going, but uh, but that really shocked me. Seeing Danny Limelight turn on Rocky Romero. I mean, he gave he gave his uh, excuse of why he turned on Rocky Romero. But it's it, New Japan Strong is getting very, very interesting. They're making a lot of storylines out of there. Again, Danny Limelight is all over the place. Danny Limelight is in the uh, United Wrestling Network primetime every Tuesday along with his, with his partner, Papo Esco from La Bodega. Um, he's in AEW. He's everywhere. This guy, I keep telling you guys, 
Danny Limelight is someone that you guys gonna have to be watching in 2021. This guy's everywhere. He already made it clear that he wants to become the uh, championship Hollywood Heritage Champion. So he got his eye on that title. You know, this guy's everywhere. He is doing his thing. So, and also Papo Esco. That's like that's one guy. I don't think anybody wants to come in that ring with those two are together. The Bodega, very dangerous. And like I said, Thunder Rosa is another one. Thunder Rosa, uh, she had her wrestling match against Serena Deeves this weekend. Uh, I guess for the NWA World Championship, Women's Champion, and Britt Baker interfered in that match. And Thunder Rosa, after the match that she lost, she started being on Britt Baker. So now Thunder Rosa is going to be in a major, major feud with Britt Baker. And I hope that, uh, I mean, because it's Thunder Rosa, she does not disappointment when she's in that ring she's i mean she is the bombs i think she's one of them right now the female wrestlers she's my favorite right now that woman has done and when she says she's gonna do something she does it you know so you know she she she's great she's great so you know guys got to keep looking at it um also let's uh, since we're talking about um the AEW this week we saw the contract signing for the Omega versus Moxley, and you saw in the in the uh, during the the signing, John Moxley got jumped in the back. Somebody in Reddit, um, I think it was Friday or Saturday, said if you guys saw when uh, Moxley was laid out, his legs were crossed. And then there was a tarot card of a hangman. People are saying that the guy who attacked John Mosley was Hangman Page. It's be interesting. I got to see this video again. I, I still have my AEW stuff from last week or from Wednesday on my DVR. So I want to go check it out. But my point is, if Hangman is involved in this and you're attacking the world champion, are you trying to make it a three-way where you want to be included in this three-way match and on December 2nd, Hangman Page closes Kenny Omega the, the world title? I mean, it could happen. It could happen. It could happen. But this is going to be very interesting to see, you know, um, the whole situation because, I mean, I like, again, I have to go back to see the video. To see if there is a tarot card anywhere there. They say there was a tarot card near Moxley of the Hangman. So I, I don't know what that what that means. I mean, Omega looked at like nothing happened. He went and signed the contract, and it was what it was. So you know, and again, you have to really, really, really look at it to see what happens because now everybody is going to be wondering. Because first, I say again, my friend said it could be Lance Archer, but I'm like, why would Lance Archer attack John Moxley for? You know? And talking about Moxley, I know Kenta has been calling out Moxley wanting his IWGP United States uh, Championship match. I don't know, again, that's what I'm saying, like, I don't see Moxley heading to Japan even though he got to go quarantine before he gets over there and come back quarantine again. I don't see Moxley going to uh, New Japan being the AEW World Champion and losing the United States IWGP belt to Kenta because that would look bad that the Kenta New Japan would beats the World Champion Moxley. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. So, so most likely the way I'm looking at it, and I'm going to call it right now. I think that December second, uh, I see Hangman Page costing John Moxley the World Title. Because he's going to interfere on the Omega match. And he's going to mess it up. So, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised, guys. Uh, I, I'm calling it right now. I see Paige interfering in the match. And he's going to cause Moxley the title. Because, you know, his little thing with Omega. And the thing with the... And remember, he was in BTE saying, F Hangman Page. So, you know, and he hasn't been seen in weeks. So... Where he's been. Him and FTR hasn't been seen in weeks since Full Gear. We haven't seen them. So, where they've been at. So, it's very interesting. I like what they're doing. I like the storyline. 
And this is why I say it's different when you're in there because when it comes to WWE, you don't want you don't care to watch the next show the following week. AEW, they got some stories there that you may wanna, you know, get involved, you know? So we'll see. We'll be right back after this. And we're back guys and right now we we just finished talking about Kenny Omega and the Hairman Pace situation. Kenny Omega spoke about how he still has an attachment to New Japan Pro Wrestling or Japan Wrestling overall. Um, and I don't blame him. And the word around is if AEW and New Japan are to work together, Kenny Omega can make it happen because of his history with uh, New Japan. I felt that when he, Kenny Omega was in New, in New Japan, uh, when he became the cleaner, and he joined Bullet Club. That's what's one of his biggest. And um, and when he became the leader of Bullet Club, that was one of the biggest um, uh, athletes in his career. He had some great, great matches with uh, Okada. That I think they had like four matches. The last one was for the IWGP uh, world title. And it was uh, a, almost an hour and change of them wrestling. You don't see that anymore in wrestling. An hour. One who used to do that a lot was Ric Flair. They used to call him the 60-minute man. But when Omega won the IWGP belt, after that, his reign became stale. It was like right after that, that's when um, the G1 Supercard or the G1 Climax actually, uh, tournament started. And uh, he had a heel injury. He lost a couple of matches uh, to Ishii, uh, I believe. Who else he lost to? Uh, I can't remember right now. But that goes to show you that during that time, there was politics being done behind the scenes. According to him, during that time, he said that people like Hiroshi Tanahashi was going to Harry Mage and trying to uh, do politics in the back to get in front of the line to get the be the man who will take um, Kenny Omega's belt. And if you guys remember, uh, Tanahashi ended up beating Omega because, first of all, Tanahashi won the G1 Climax that year. When, um, I think it was 2018, if I'm correct. Yeah, 2018, uh, Omega was started up uh, pretty much, I think it was about the same year. He was feuding... I think was it that year? Yeah, he was feuding with Cody. I think I'm, I may be wrong, but I know Tadahashi was very, very. Uh, he he was behind the scene doing politics, and he wanted to be the one to take the belt away from Omega. And Harold Mage was like, "Well, we're gonna do it. He's gonna leave anyway in 2019." And this was before the the whole all elite before uh, the the elite. Uh, wanted to do the, um, I think they wanted to do the, uh, if I correct, the old, the, you know, create their own wrestling um, company, which is now all elite wrestling today. Um, but they didn't treat him right. They didn't treat him right when he was world champion, or whatever. But he still feels that he's still a tacit because of the Ibushi situation. He feels that the storylines that he had with Ibushi, um, you know, right now, if he was to go back, they could restart all over again. According to his conversation he had with Dave Meltzer, he said that they were scheduled to wrestle at Wrestle Kingdom 14, which would have been this past January. Ibushi and him in a one-on-one -on -one match. That would have been a great match. But I feel, I believe that, that Kenny Omega could be the one that could bring New Japan um, and AEW to work together i mean after this this time uh actually in 10 months ago i said it would have been marty scroll and the reason i said marty scroll was because marty scroll at that time had signed a two-year deal with ring of honor and he became the booker and ring of honor works with new japan and they were working with nwa now if you think about it AEW is now working with nwa uh and, and impact and ring of honor works with new japan so can we see a merge going there? It would be great. You know what I'm saying? You got to capitalize. I mean, I say, look, they have to capitalize. 
because right now the business is hurting bad because WWE right now they're not giving the fans or they're not giving fans at all the overall wrestling fans what they want they give they're just shoving bullcrap storylines down our throat and expect us to like it and whatnot meanwhile they got meanwhile WWE has probably one of the best roster in professional wrestling right now with the people they have there and they're not doing nothing so why not have AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling, Ring of Honor, Impact, all NWA, all five of those together. Let's not forget, MLW started already. MLW started last Wednesday. They restarted their, their, their promotion all over again. So that alone right there shows you that there's a lot of wrestling fans. Wrestling, and let's not forget, we still got a new promotion that just started. It looks like they part of the NWA, that's United Wrestling Network, the prime time where I talk about Danny Limelight all the time, Papo Escos and whatnot. Uh, Clark, uh, Clark Connors wrestles there. You don't know who shows up in, in that promotion. So, listen, if we have a network of all these promotions working together for the greater good, WWE, they'll have problems big time because something's got to be done. Something's got to be done with the wrestling industry because it's just pretty much bad very bad so aew and new japan working together i believe kenny omega can make it happen because of his history with that company and things that could be done with that company you know just imagine hiroshi tanahashi in aew or okada in aew ring it'd be ridiculous it'd be crazy so we'll see what happens so now here's a little thing also since we already aew MJF supposedly came up with the, the the dinner debonair and the inner circle slays Vegas. Now, for the last couple of weeks, I've been a big, big uh, critic of comedy and wrestling, and especially when it comes to Jericho, and he thinks that all his ideas are gold. Well, apparently this uh, debonair, dinner debonair, and the inner circle slays Vegas was all MJF's idea. MJF has now using comedy. Also, thinking this is a good. I put it this way: the dinner debonair and the Vegas slays. The dinner debonair was garbage, and I'm gonna keep saying it. At the what they did that Broadway performance, that was absolutely garbage the inner circle slaves vegas was more was uh, I, I, it was all right i mean i just didn't like the way it ended i didn't like the uh, i mean we saw colin popped out with a limousine full of smoke well, we know what that smoke was um, um we saw hornswoggle in there i don't know why putting a midget into this i mean yeah which is crazy and I don't know I, I just don't know I don't know where why would they even make this 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 was absolutely garbage they did this comedy thing stick to wrestling why are you trying to be funny why are you trying to do things that you think people want to see nobody wants to see this only the trolls would like to see this comedy shit and I'm gonna keep it real if you have true wrestling fans, you don't want none of that. You don't want Saturday Night Live comedy. It's garbage. I don't want to see that shit. And I'm going to keep saying it. It's, it's just nonsense. It's just not it's for, It's not supposed to be on my TV. I'm sorry. Yeah, people are going to be like, oh, but you like Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy, if you saw his match with Kip Sabian, he was trying to do that comedy shit that he does all the time. And Kip Sabian was not having it. He was not having it. There are some little things that he does that is funny and whatnot, especially when he jumps off the ropes and looks like he's sleeping mid-air. That's a little funny, but he doesn't, but it's a match. When you got stuff like the dinner debonair, where the guys started singing like they were in a Broadway show, and then this crap with them, I, I don't know. The inner circle right now needs to be broken up. They need to break that group up. But I don't know why they added MJF to it, but I don't know where they're going with this, but right now, we talk about Jericho, MJF, and these two are doing, I don't know what, you know, what this idea is. I don't know. I don't know. 
I just don't know. Uh, and that inner circle right now, and the reason I say that, that, uh, that inner circle has to be broken up because you know who's suffering out of all this? Probably powerful, and a.k.a. LAX. This was a team that was the hottest free agent last year. They were winning titles all over the place. House of Glory, AAW, TNA. They were winning titles all over the place. And now, what they've been doing? They've been, they've been Jericho's lackey. They haven't done nothing. They're not even in the top five for the world title. This is ridiculous. It's sad. It's just sad to watch. Very sad to watch. You know? Um, here's a little situation that I, I was reading. And sometimes I got to be careful with some of these... Uh, um, these things online as far as uh, stories because Fightful saying that the WWE the um, the Smackdown viewership was up and WrestleTalk is saying no it wasn't up so my question is who's saying the truth so according to Fightful they're saying that the viewership ratings for Survivor Series Go Home episode was up, right? They claiming, and I want to go into it right now, they claiming that they had, uh, what was it? Let me see, look here. Uh, number 20 episodes average 2.215 viewers up from last week. Uh, almost close to almost a almost. Uh, 65,000 more people or maybe uh, so they went up That's this is Fightful saying that they went up now if I'm correct I read on WrestleTalk that they say it was down and I wrote it down this morning when I was doing my notes and they said that, that um, it was down now I'm looking here um, and I guess they took down the um yeah, they took down the article so now I know that I cannot depend on Russell Talk because Russell Talk had this morning that the SmackDown was down. You know, um and it's not here no more. Wow. So Russell Talk, uh, I'm sorry buddies, but you guys put something online and now you took it down so you guys are not on point so Russell talk right now you just showed me that you guys uh, just put anything without facing facts and that's not a good move at all because supposedly you know it just it's just ridiculous now I'm seeing here some, some story here that aew uh, star wants women to have their own show. And who's this? Uh, one of the stars that they're talking about here is, um, let's see here. Let's look, 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 look. Kenny Omega, of course. He's the one who wants women to have their own show. Omega's been pushing a lot of stuff when it comes to the women. But, again, you got you got Thunder Rosa. You have Serena Deves. You have Eva Lees. You got... A diamante, you got good woman, but then you're trying to push some girl named uh, I forgot Jay, whatever Carhill, to not stop feeding with with, with Brandy. Why? Why even Brandy? I, I, Brandy can't wrestle. I keep saying it. You know. Here's another thing that Kenny Omega said. He uh, he wants. Uh, he said he would like to have uh, a, a talent switches between AEW and WWE in the future. He said, if for some reason WWE came knocking on our door and said, hey, we would love to do a talent switch or a trade-off or work together on something, I'll be all for it. Whatever benefits the wrestling fan must always come first. When you start thinking about fantasy scenario, investor crossover like that, it's greatly exciting. Guess what, Kenny? McMahon is not going to do that. Okay? And I don't know why you are even thinking of something like that when we all know McMahon is not going to put do a switch off and say, oh, you could use the Seth Rollins AEW and we'll take Hammer Page and guess what? Hammer Page will lose the match in WWE. Meanwhile, Seth Rollins may get some push in AEW, but McMahon won't do the same for you. I mean, 
I don't know. I don't know what the hell is Kenny Omega thinking. Uh, and just this should focus on AEW. That's that's the way I look at it right now. And that's all they should be focusing right now. You know. So it's not it's not something that um, that he should even be talking about at all. You know. But again, uh, the WWE SmackDown uh, was up this week. So supposedly, I saw a little bit of it. Um, they're making. Roman Reigns being a real a-hole as the world champion. I like what they're doing. I, uh, I, just, I just don't like what they, they did with this. Uh, they took the belt away from Randy Orton to give it to Drew McIntyre. They should have never took it off Drew McIntyre to begin with. So, to have their face off a Survivor Series. Again, guys, if you're listening to this, uh, the day after, uh, by then, Survivor Series has came and passed. So, I'm just giving you my thoughts and my and my. And my perspective on all this nonsense that's going on in WWE. And um, I feel that, look, at the end of the day, WWE doesn't know what they're doing. Because you took the belt away from Drew McIntyre for then Mr. Randy Orton to have it for I've been not even a month to put it back on Drew McIntyre. I, I don't know. You should have just killed it back in Hell in the Cell. The story. As a matter of fact, before that, I think they wrestled a uh, ambulance match. That should have been the end of it, but this is what this is the work of Bruce Pritchard and Mr. Vince McMahon. These guys gave the 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 script an hour before the show starts. So, um, I don't know. And I saw SmackDown, and really, uh, they, then they had the Street Profits, New Day teaming up together against Barry Corbin, uh, Sami Zayn. Uh, Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode those guys are they've been killed weeks long time ago I don't know why they're still on my television I don't get it I don't understand it I don't even know why they're in my television I want to keep saying that job don't make no sense to me at all when it comes to that so right now as far as New Japan is concerned they're still having the World Tag League I have not had time to sit down to watch that the World Tag League, all the best of Super Juniors. Uh, I'm going to try to see if I can see it and see what's going on. Um, and I'm sorry, guys, that I haven't been talking about much about New Japan. Because that's right now, this is the, like the low, not the low time. But there's best of Super Juniors and World Tag League running consecutive at the same time. is crazy. Because I know they had, I think today was Hiromu Tanahashi, uh, Hiromu Tanahashi uh, against Ibushi. No, not Ibushi. I said Bushi. Now, Bushi against Romo, both Governables de Japón members going at it at the best of Super Juniors today. So, I'll have probably some type of uh, announcement or, or results out of that. So, they're up to day five already. So, I got to catch up on like four shows before I can give you what's going on. And most likely, I'll have it by Thursday. So, again guys thank you for everything for your support on my podcast uh as you guys know and saw um there's a new logo on my uh twitter on my facebook um chokeslam wrestling report podcast and on my instagram now i decided to put up a new logo even though uh it's been only nine months that i put up that the logo before that i decided it's time to you know, push the brand to another level. I also am planning to sell shirts, which I will be putting on my either my Twitter account or on my Facebook. If you guys haven't joined, join the Chokesland Wrestling Report uh, group podcast um, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Join that. You're going to find it. Um, so I'm going to be posting um, shirts that I'll be selling for my for my listeners, um, um, and they will be up on my on my on my webpage where I when I start my webpage up. So this is gonna be something new for 2021. And um, if you guys can support the podcast, you've been supporting it for almost a year. Uh, if you like the shirts there and the designs, you can contact me through the the website again. They're probably going to be starting somewhere in December or in January of next year. Most likely, I'll probably start it off in January. But there's big things coming up for the Chokeslide Wrestling Report. Um, I'm trying to get more 
interviews. Um, of course, I got my boy Jason and that we could do like I, I will like buy monthly or every three months um, um, interviews that we have. Where we have a lot of fun when we do our interviews together. Um, so there's a lot of plans coming up for my the podcast. And again, I want to thank everybody who's been supporting the podcast, including people from Twitter, the networking with other podcasts. Uh, my guy up in uh, London, WNR three um, three oh five or three, I think it's three oh five podcast that I did the AEW full gear review, and I'm trying to do other networking with other podcasters. But like I said, this uh, podcast cannot be done with your support and and what you guys uh, when you come to my YouTube channels, uh, the YouTube channel, the Chokesline Wrestling Report YouTube channel. You can check that out. I just did a video there on Friday. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell for new uploads. And when you guys support stuff like that, and now that I'm on Twitch also, and I want you guys to go to my Twitch and uh, and follow me there also. I got my Twitch. It's called the, the Chokeslam WR. Um, that's exactly what it is. The Chokeslam altogether. The Chokeslam WR. Because it's, I guess the name is too big. So check me out there so you know if you guys need links you need anything you just click on the on on my youtube channel you get to my facebook my twitter uh, twitter instagram so i'm everywhere guys i'm even an apple podcast spotify amazon music podcast uh iHeartRadio, pandora so listen i'm even including the unhinged sn.com uh, if you guys want to check me out there, you can find all my archives from all my past, uh, all my past um, podcasts that I have had there. Also, I'm Apple, right? So, you know, the, and then if you guys want to listen to the show on um, on Mondays and Fridays uh, from twelve uh, from twelve to one, Mondays and Friday plus, I got encores. I posted the schedule there from. Um, the encore so when you guys can listen to it at the unhinged sn dot airtime dot pro you guys can listen to that if you want um if you work late then you can listen to my my, my podcast uh because you're working late check out my schedule on twitter go to my twitter page the jokes not wrestling report um or uh you can find me at ultimate underscore or underscore one uh so you can find me